0: This is the message given by Pastor James Lim during the evening worship service at Faith Presbyterian Church, Long Beach, California for October 15th, 2023. The title of the message is The Heart of Wisdom. Well, if you would open your Bibles with me, uh, we continue in our series through the book of Proverbs. Uh, This evening we look at the heart of wisdom from Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 to 27. Hear now the reading of God's holy word. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it, flow the springs of life. Put away from you crooked speech and put devious talk far from you. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet. Then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. May he add his blessing to it this evening. You know, Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, our mouths speak. And what he meant by that was this, that our tongues communicate what's in our hearts. Uh, Someone once put it this way, our tongues are like a speaker that we plug directly into the amp of our hearts. And whatever our hearts, uh, uh, whatever is in our hearts will be amplified and and uh and, pl- and, and, and uh, pour out from our from our our tongues, our mouths and, and and this doesn't just apply to our speech but everything else in our lives. We can't hide what's in our hearts it's all going to come out some way somehow, whether it, it is a look or a sneer or a grunt or a slip of the tongue, right What is in our hearts? will eventually come out. Uh, I think before Freud coined the term, you know, Freudian slip, right? It's kind of like a slip of the tongue uh, of our unconscious self. And, and I think uh, uh, before, before that is what the Bible teaches as, as a, a slip of the heart, right? A heart slip, maybe that's a better way to put it, rather than a Freudian slip. And not just our unconscious, but our, our, our true self. Our true self. And so tonight, as we continue in Proverbs, we see the importance of the heart for wisdom. As we consider the character of wisdom, the writer shows us that wisdom is not just a matter of the mind and of the will and of our faith and of our actions, but also, and most importantly, of the heart. It is a matter of the heart. And so let's look at what that looks like. First, wisdom isn't just a matter of the mind, but a matter of the heart. This is where the Bible over and over again tells us the central importance of the heart. The heart is not just an emotional or re- relational uh, component of our mind. Uh, it's not just uh, where our where we experience emotions, but uh, according to the the Old Testament, the heart is the seat of who we are. Everything that we are. Uh, maybe, uh, the, the, you know, in, in computer terms, it is the central processing unit. Um, the command center of our thoughts, intentions, will, and actions. Uh, and all of these things then... When we consider the heart, from the heart uh, leads uh, comes everything else. You know, if our lives, for example, were a spider's web, and each strand representing some aspect of our lives, then at the very center, at the very center where all the 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 the, the webbing intersects and all of it's connected. In some ways, when you cut that middle, the whole the integrity of the whole web falls apart and that's that 's the the uh, the way our hearts function in the web of our lives right. and so the father continues now right we've been going through each section where the where the father says, "My son, do this he, and he describes some aspect of wisdom, and so here he passes on this aspect of wisdom, the the aspect in which uh, deals with uh, our hearts. He says, my son, be attentive to my words, incline your ear to my sayings, let them not escape your sight. And how do we do that? How do we do that? How do we be attentive? How do we incline our ears? How do we not let wisdom escape from our sight? We do it by keeping them within our heart. See, see that? Verse uh, 20 there, 21. Keep them within your heart. And that word keep has the idea of guarding, watching, protecting, right? It's the word used to describe a, a, how a night watchman keeps and watches over and guards uh, the camp. It's the word used to describe how God keeps and uh, how, guard, how God keeps And guards and watches over his people. It's the way that God as our shepherd keeps uh, a watch over his sheep. And so what is the writer telling us to do here? He's calling us to guard what we allow into our hearts. Uh, He's calling us to guard the wisdom that's already in our hearts. uh, And so that nothing can, can get in and steal it. And I'll touch on that in a moment. And so what he's telling, calling us to do is keep watch on the gates of our hearts and not let anyone or anything just enter in like a wolf to devour our souls and keep us from the Lord. You can also say that if wisdom is more precious than gold or silver, right? We saw that um, several passages back, right? It's more precious than gold or silver. If it's more valuable than anything that this world has to offer, then he's telling us to keep it locked so that no one can steal it, right? Cherish it, save it, guard it, keep it. It's like having a priceless diamond or a fine work of art in your home and never locking your doors. Uh, Now, he's not telling us to close off our hearts, to seal it from anything coming in or out. It just means be careful what you let in. Be careful what uh, comes out. Be careful what you keep. Right. And so um, you want to make sure no one, nothing comes in and and messes up the heart that God has given you. Look at verse 22, for they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. See, it's life to us. It's healing to us. And so so wisdom, uh, it's incumbent upon us uh, that we treasure and guard it in our hearts and not throw it away or take it for granted. You know this reminds me uh, of a time when um uh, when you know Taylor and I were getting ready uh when we were getting engaged and one of the one of the roadblocks to uh, me actually uh getting engaged was I couldn't afford uh, uh, a uh a engagement ring, and so Taylor had just inherited. Uh, a family heirloom uh, ring, and it's this really nice ring. At least, you know, uh, in my in my opinion, it was the most precious thing that I had ever owned. I mean, apart from my car, but but uh, it was a really I had gotten this uh, this ring appraised, and it was very valuable. I mean, I was like, wow. I I don't re- remember the exact number, but it was like, man, and uh, and I lived. I, I kind of lived in in the in the the, the uh, the ghetto, if you will, of Escondido, because I was a seminary student. It was kind of like not, it was a little sketchy neighborhood, you know. I mean, there were other, uh, uh, there were other seminary students, but the neighborhood itself was kind of sketchy, you know, and, and it was this, you know, rundown apartment complex. And I just didn't feel confident to just, you know, put it in my, in a drawer, in my desk, you know, in my apartment, that's just, you know, anybody can just come in. So what I ended up doing was, you know, it was the, uh, I was, I just was so nervous not to just, to, to not just keep it in my, my apartment. What I did is I went to the bank. I went to my bank and I opened up a safety deposit box and just stuck it in there and turned the key and left it. And I was like, Oh, I feel much better. Like, you know, my, my apartment is not that safe. I mean, I don't, I didn't have much uh, of value. But uh, I found a more secure place for it to keep it, and that's what the writer is telling us to do here with wisdom. Something as valuable as wisdom that we receive from our fathers, from our parents, from our uh, those who uh, came before us. When they pass it on to us, it's incumbent upon, upon us to keep it safe in our hearts. And um, and so we have to keep your look at verse. Keep it. Keep it with vigilance. And this brings us then to my second point. Wisdom is a matter of the heart because from it is the wellspring of our lives. Everything we say or feel or do arises from who we are at the heart level. Uh, The heart is the root of our lives from which everything else shoots out and bears fruit. The writer tells us in verse 23 why we guard the wisdom in our hearts. Look at what he says there in verse 23. Keep your heart with all vigilance. Why? For from it flows the springs of life. The heart isn't just the root from which our lives sprout, but the wellspring from which everything else flows. So everything we think or feel or do is, is, so to speak, downstream of our heart. So if we don't protect the spring, the fountain, the source, and it gets polluted somehow or poisoned, then guess what? Everything downstream is polluted and poisoned, and it's going to die. Uh, This is why, for example, we have the doctrine of total depravity. Uh, it, it, It doesn't mean that we're as sinful or depraved as we could be. But that sin affects the totality of our existence, our heart, our mind, our will, our actions. And this is why God begins the work of new creation by giving us a new heart. Because when He gives us a new heart, the, the new work of the, the, the new creation work that God does in redeeming us is downstream from the heart. Right? I think uh, it's really interesting. Uh, you know, when I used to watch uh, uh, the Discovery Channel and they would show all these surgery shows and it was really interesting when they would show heart transplants. They would show this, this like, you know, really dark, the blood is dark, the, the heart muscle is dark and it, you could tell it's sick and all the veins are just, you know, you could tell, like, the blood is just hasn't been pumping that well and then they bring in this new heart and they they kind of do the whole... They they put in all the uh, uh, the veins connected to all the veins and and uh, and arteries and they you know sim- stimulate the heart with a little jump of electricity and it's just like bright red heart It's really bright and it starts beating it starts beating and then you begin to see from from all the veins and the arteries the color of the veins all start to change. The ones that are dark stay dark and they become a, a, a more healthy dark. But the bright red arteries just all just in an instant turn bright red. And then all the rest of the blood in the person begins to, f- to pump through and automatically the color comes back. It's all downstream from the heart. And that's what the writer is telling us here. That's why we have to guard our hearts. Because if we don't guard it or we, we don't protect it, then, um, then everything is, is going to be the same, is going to be the state of where our heart is. And if our heart is, uh, isn't filled with wisdom and it's just folly flowing through our hearts, then everything else is going to be folly as well. See? It's like someone dumping poison into a well for that 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 gives everybody else clean water. It's going to poison everybody. And, you know, this reminds me of when I lived in in Orlando, Florida. We had an elder who lived about forty five minutes uh, forty five minutes east of the church, and when I went to go visit him, and he had this large nursery because they used to have. Oh, orange groves. Uh, they used to have a, an orange uh, citrus farm, and it became, and it ended up becoming a, um, a a nursery for landscapers. And as you're going that way, it becomes more and more rural. And then I would see these huge signs that say the Floridian Aquifer Recharge Zone, and then underneath it says, uh, "No dumping. Uh, federal. It's a federal and state crime." And I thought, "Well, that's weird." And so I, I I asked the elder like well, what is it what what's up with the signs about the aquifer and no dumping? He said, Well, because if you know anything about Florida it's there's a lot of rain and and it's a lot of um the rock underneath it is very porous. So with all the rain that comes, the water seeps through, and there's this huge aquifer, a huge pool of underground water, the largest aquifer in North America. And the recharge zone where the water goes down into into the uh, aquifer, the underground lake, if you will, uh, they it was right underneath us. And so if you poured uh, dangerous chemicals, guess where it goes. Uh, it, it goes into the aquifer and and it pollutes the whole water system. It was the the it's the water that it's the uh, aquifer that provides water for most of the state of Florida. So if you poisoned, if you just poured, poured uh, uh, chemicals right onto the ground and it seeped into the aquifer, you poison uh, the water for, uh, for the majority of the people of Florida. And, and that's what, what the writer of Hebrews is calling us to be careful. For from it flows the spring of life. This is why you have to guard it uh how do you guard it you guard it by by um by seeing wisdom as a precious resource from which the joy goodness and beauty of our lives flow to neglect wisdom and to let folly uh in uh by ignoring god's word and wisdom doing what we think is right in our eyes as if god didn't exist it would be like pouring millions and millions of crude oil uh uh onto the ground there that seeps in and poisons everything. Our thoughts, our wills, our lives. And so how do we guard it? Uh, uh, We do it by asking God to help us be wise and to fight against the folly of our own sins. By hiding God's word in our hearts, walking by faith, not by sight, trusting God's wisdom and leaning not on our own understanding, Uh, but consciously and intentionally seeking out God's wisdom to permeate every area of our lives by asking God to make us more and more like Jesus. To make us more and more like him through wisdom from the heart, not just the mind, not just the will, but deep down to the very core of who we are. This is an important. This is an important uh, principle in in Christianity. Is that if we want, if we are struggling with a particular sin, it's not enough to just moderate our behavior. Right. It's not just behavior modification. It's not just simply not doing something and doing something else and then getting into a ritual or a rut of doing something else rather than doing the sin, right? Uh, That'll only work for a time, right? It's a temporary Band-Aid fix. But the only way in which we can overcome those sins that we struggle with is for God to change us at the very root of that sin. And where does that root lie? It lies in our heart. And so we have to ask God to change the sin in our hearts from which that sin grows and which, from which that sin flows. Because if not, then, you know, it's almost like if the poison is upstream and we're downstream and we're, you, can't, you can't clear the water uh, of the poison quickly enough to drink, you have to fix it at the, at the source and not downstream. And so that's what the writer of Proverbs is telling us here. This brings us then to my last point. Wisdom is not only a matter of the heart because it's the wellspring of life, but it is also then it will, it will result in um, the guarding of, of the expression of our hearts. So let me put it this way. If we guard wisdom in our hearts... Uh, If we keep wisdom in our hearts and we guard it uh, because it's the wellspring of life, then our lives are going to reflect what's going on in our hearts. And so we guard the expression of wisdom uh, from the heart. And uh, so how does, uh, what does our life look like downstream from a heart that guards wisdom? How does the fruit express uh, what, the, what comes from the root? How do our actions express what comes from the heart? Look at verse 24. We guard our, if we can guard our hearts and wisdom, we can guard from it, then we guard our lips. Look at verse 24. Put away from you crooked speech and put devious talk far from you. I think this is the Old Testament uh, uh, equivalent of what Jesus is saying about out of the abundance of our hearts, the mouth speak. The context here is the heart to our actions. Uh, Listen to what Jesus says in Matthew 12, 34 to 37. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good person out of his good treasure brings forth good. And the evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. And so our, our speech expresses what's in our heart. So as we guard our hearts in wisdom, we will also guard our lips with wisdom. And this means being quick to hear and very, very slow to speak. This is why God gave us two ears and one mouth. We ought to listen twice as much as we speak. And, um, and if we want to tame our tongues, we have to ask God to tame our hearts. There's no other way around it. We must also guard our vision, the way that we see the world. Look at verse 25. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Now, this isn't just using our physical eyes, but the eyes of our hearts, the eyes of our faith as we walk by faith and not by sight. We need to see straight in order to to walk straight, to be straight, right? Where your eyes go, there will your body also follow. It's really interesting when I, I remember seeing a documentary about uh, the descendant, he he was a descendant, I think, of um, of uh, of this really famous. Um, uh, uh, I, I got what's the right word? Maybe it's evil Knievel, or maybe it's um. Oh, what's I can't remember his name, but uh, the escape artist Harry Houdini, or, or maybe, Well, he comes from a long history, a long line of daredevils who walk. Um, uh, uh, tightrope and so it's a whole family of them and and so the 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 latest one um he did he's done he's famous for walking a tightrope from, from across the grand canyon and and across the uh the twin towers when they were still up and and they they did a documentary about him and they asked him you know how he keeps his concentration and and he says that um he prays, of course, and he says he's a Christian. But but what he does is he concentrates and focuses in a straight line. And he doesn't look anywhere else. Because the moment he looks anywhere else, his body's going to follow and ooh, he's gone. Uh, it's the same idea as to why you keep your eyes straight on the road. And, and believe me, I, I know. Because sometimes I get, my wife will attest to it. I, I will see something I'm like oh that looks really cool and then like I'm swerving and and uh and, and and so what the writer is telling us here is if God's wisdom works uh in our heart to make our heart straight so will our vision be straight so will our lives be straight you see that and uh and we and if we do that the way that we keep just as just as the um uh, the, the, the guy who walks a tightrope line looks straight ahead. The gospel calls us to fix our eyes upon Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, and to walk in a straight line towards him. Uh, listen to the writer of Hebrews. Uh, uh, he's telling his persecuted readers to how to persevere and to continue in the Christian life. He says, looking to Jesus, the, the, the founder and perfecter of, of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. You see, if we're not guarding our vision so that our gaze wanders at other things, then we will go to them, not to Jesus. That we ought to keep, we have to keep our eyes fixed upon Jesus, and then we will go straight to Him who is Himself, the way, the truth, and the life. And as we do that, we will not swerve. (laughs) Sorry, Taylor. We will not swerve if we keep our eyes on the road, the way of wisdom that leads us to life with God. Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. And so let me conclude here. Uh, this is just a reminder of how wisdom wisdom ought to change us. We have to ask God through the power of His grace in the gospel, to change our hearts in wisdom, and then let everything else flow from it. To keep it in the heart, to guard it in our hearts, and to express it from the heart into our lives. And, uh, and as we make our way to Jesus, as we keep our eyes fixed upon him, we will become like him who is himself, who is himself the source of our life in Christ Jesus, whom God made our wisdom, our righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Uh, That is the hope of the Christian life, and I hope it will be uh, the hope of of you as well. Let's pray together. Our Father, we thank you for, for the heart of wisdom that you give to us in Christ Jesus. Help us to keep it, guard it, and to live it out in our lives. Help us to keep our eyes fixed upon him. Uh, Lord, help us to live for him. And uh, we ask, Lord, all these things through Jesus our Lord. Amen.